Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When in the past do you think, Steve Bursnick, that the Tampa Bay Rays could have trailed 6 to nothing to the New York Yankees? And not just to the New York Yankees, but to Garrett Cole. And he is dealing. And, you know, this is the same Garrett Cole that didn't allow anything to the Rays a year ago. When in the past do you think they could have rallied with six runs against Cole, knocked him out of the game, taken the lead, given it back, and then won, as they did on Sunday, eight to seven in ten innings? Well, I, remember, I don't think that I, would have happened. I remember a time they did not against Cole. But weren't they down seven nothing to the Yankees in game one sixty two? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And came roaring. Pretty back. famous game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but now, no, I think the Yankees Yankees already had, clinched everything. They had nothing. Yeah, they had nothing for. at stake. Right, right. And and obviously Garrett Cole wasn't on the mound for them. Mm. Who was having a phenomenal season coming into today. And and actually through the first two times through the order was having a phenomenal day. <laughs> yeah, he was the race. That yeah, third time through the order uh, was a killer for Garrett Cole, and I'm, I'm going to look up the the uh, the, the statistic because Christy Ackert had it today. The Rays came in hitting 3.23 with nine home runs the third time they faced a starting pitcher in a game. When Garrett Cole got through the third time of the order, the Rays lit him up. They did. Like you give these Rays hitters this year a third time to see you in a game. They own you. I mean, we got what you had a home run from Siri. You had the three run shot from Bethancourt. But Siri, I guess, technically was the second time through the order because he was the ninth hitter. Right. But that the Rays, when they when they see you a couple times, they do very well. And and their hitting is contagious. Like when one guy hits, the others I don't know if it's perk up or the confidence, but they hit you in bunches. Yeah, and they hand the baton. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Like, they keep it going from one guy to the next. So he had retired 13 to the first 17 he faced. Yes. Right? And then he allows seven runs. Uh, he allowed in, six. In seven. He six. No, no, hold on. He allowed seven in in total. Oh, yes. In yes. his first seven starts this season. Then he gave up six on eight hits. And he did that with the two home runs that you mentioned, and that, that was just five innings of work. I'm telling you, it turned on him faster probably than he can remember in his career. And you could see it. Here's the thing about this this baseball team, and, and John Romano wrote about this in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com. If you're not believers in how hot they are, and who would be? You know, it, A team is not going to play 800 baseball the whole year. Okay, You say that, but, having, but you know, just because well, it's never been done doesn't mean it can't be done. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. They did land on the moon. <laughs> um, and returned him home again. Allegedly. But, yeah, well, or the <laughs> desert somewhere in Arizona, depending on who you believe. Uh, but the thing is, you 
you know, you, you think about all the Rays team. Hell, think about last year's team with pretty much the same, no, exactly the same guys. This is the thing that's so bizarre to me is that, you know, the season ended a year ago with them unable to get a run, okay, for so many innings in, in, in the wild card, you know, play-in situation. And, and now those same hitters are leading the American League in every single offensive category that you can think of and probably a few that you didn't know. Um, but their ability, you know, to get Cole, uh, in a hurry was, was amazing because they didn't chase. And here's been the approach all year. They don't get themselves out. They will not chase bad pitches for the most part. He started to have a little bit less bite on his slider, um, a little less location on his fastball. He started to drift over a little bit more to the middle of the plate. And in Jose Suri's case, his second time around as a ninth-place hitter, he got things started with a blast, a home run, because he said that the first time up, he knew exactly the pattern that Cole was going to pitch him, and he was ready for it. And so he kind of ambushed him. But after that, Cole was it wasn't like Cole was throwing horrible pitches. It wasn't like he was getting behind. You know, they waited for him to, to throw them something they could handle, and they didn't miss they did not miss a mistake, um, and and it was surgical how how quickly that game turned around. And of course, Bethancourt hitting the three run bomb as soon as Cole let that ball go, his head drops. He knows he's made a mistake, and the difference in this race team and the ones in the past, these guys are not missing mistakes. They are taking advantage of all of them, and they and and we know that they can run the bases. There's so many plays in this game, Steve, that that turn the game one way or the other or back again. Um, and Jose Suri was, you know, a big part of it, obviously, particularly in his base running. Right, um, that that play was was amazing. Uh, and and it, it's just this baseball team has a has a a competitive drive. This is the other thing when you're down six to nothing. And, you know, you're about to go on the road for, what, 10, 10 days or 11 days. Longest road trip three, of the season. Three different cities. You know, you're going to – well, two cities. You're going to Baltimore and then both New York teams. It's easy. It's getaway day, man. It's an afternoon game. It's 6 nothing against Garrett Cole. At that point, nobody is normally thinking, you know, we're coming back. In fact, they left their starting pitcher in just to eat up some innings. I mean, Fleming was, was getting hit and getting hit pretty well. But they weren't going to burn through their bullpen for what was essentially a lost cause at that point. They hoped that they could hold them there. Maybe they could make a rally, and they did. Um, but but you managed for 162, and there was no idea that, you know, realistically they're going to come back, you know, already in the fifth inning with, with that guy on the mound the way he had been pitching. You know, when you play him, you almost have to outpitch him. You almost have to say, we need an effort on the mound today that's going to match what Cole does, or we don't have a chance. And that had not happened. In fact, it had clearly not happened. They were down six to nothing. But to see them knock him out, right? It wasn't like he left the game and they got the bullpen or something. They knocked him out. And when he walked off that mound, I don't think he knew what hit him. I heard him after the game when he was being interviewed by Kim Jones in the in the, in the Yankees clubhouse, and he was just like, "Yeah, you know, I I just I didn't have the the same feel on my pitches, and when I made a mistake, those guys were hitting everything." And all he could do was c- congratulate the Rays because it wasn't like his stuff was bad. It was, you know, a little bit of location here or there. These guys have changed their approach. They are patient, 
And you're right. They are handing it off. This lineup is deep. They turn it over. And then you're right back up again with Yandy Diaz, who is just a force of nature right now. Um, And, and, you know, it's just been something to watch. And yet, even after grabbing the lead, seven to six on a great base running by Jose Siri, who, by the way, have you seen many guys score from second base on a tap back to the mound? <laughs> well, how Jeez. how is the pitcher? Do you not you know Jose Siri's there, and you should have known he was right. running on the play. Take a look, man. You know, you know, you've got to at least look at him back. He didn't even turn. Yeah. I mean, that's when you know Siri slowed down a little bit around third, but he never turned a his head little to look bit. at him. So, right, and he threw a floater to first base, and by that time it was over. Mm-hmm. And then Siri, you know. Ran over the umpire who also wasn't yeah, expecting well, yeah, the umpire who might want to look too. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's back behind home plate, just trying to get out of the way. Here comes a runner. Um, that would have been interesting if there had been a play at the plate because he was in no position to make the call. Um, so they go up eight seven, and Yankees, you know, credit them. They come back and tie it up. It goes to extras, um, and then of course, you know, the, the Rays win it in dramatic fashion. I think it's the third walk off of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, how about the how about the rundown in the tenth? Well, that's a great play. Yeah, let's talk about that because that that also preserved the victory. First of all, you lose Garrett Clevenger, and it probably going on the IL, and yeah. uh, according to Kevin Cash, and, and his knee just kind of got kind of buckled. I guess is the best way to put it. Kind of caught the turf mm-hmm. um, as he it was a, it was they had they had the runner in a rundown. He tags him, or so and, he thought. Well, he thought he did. But he twisted his knee, so when he hit the ground, he dropped the he let the ball go because he hurt his mm-hmm. knee. He's telling the umpire, left, hurt my knee." Well, the ump never called it out, right? And so he starts running. But Bethencourt alertly picked up the ball, and Paredes was still covering home plate like you should. Like mm-hmm. that is a smart play, a genius. It saved the game. Yeah, and and so Bethencourt was able to toss the ball over to Paredes to tag the out. Now the run, the the batter did get over to third in that case. He went all but, the way to third, but yeah. you you didn't allow the run to score, and they were able to keep that run at third, not from scoring. Yeah, and so a huge play there, a huge heads up play by Bethencourt by Paredes. You know the the routine. What was it? Six two five one two five play. Yeah, I mean, listen, it it it, it it's sad um, that that you would potentially lose a pitcher in that and I, I just didn't feel like you know with Clevenger shouldn't have been in that situation they didn't execute the rundown the way they should have you want to run the guy back to mm-hmm. third yep and they they he, he did his job he stayed alive um long enough for the for the hitter to go all the way you know and exchange places with, with him essentially at third and and so that got that got Clevenger involved in the rundown which you don't necessarily want him there uh just maybe backing up a throw um but listen he goes out and Jalen Beeks, who's had some rough moments of late, he comes in and has a huge strikeout of Anthony Rizzo, who had hit one home run and another ball about 402 feet for an out. And so, you know, they, they had some clutch moments, many, many big moments in that game, both on the mound and in the field and at the plate, as it turns out. And it, it took all of them for them to win. But the compete level, Steve, here's the thing, man. Their compete level is so high right now. Their belief is so high. They could have easily, with, with the kind of record that they built, you know, with the kind of lead, now the Yankees are back to 10 games out of first place in last in the American League East. They could have easily just, and, and I don't, it's not a conscious thing, right? You got 162 of these, man. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and when you're in a game like that against the Yankees and they're pounding you six to nothing with Garrett Cole on the mound, you haven't done anything. 
it, it just stands to reason that you're probably not going to come back and win. Even after Surrey hits a home run, it's still 6-1. to one. Well, and particularly the fact guys, that you blew the lead the night before and lost. Well, right. Yeah, you, know, you, you were up 2 nothing, nothing and you end up losing that game late, 3-2. Because you couldn't tack on. You had yep. less stranded guys at third with less than two out. Yep. And you know Garrett Cole's the next day, and then he comes out and he's dealing. It would have been easy for them to just go, ah, not our day. And I, I, think, I think a lot of teams would have done that. I think any Rays team in the past – so many of them would have done that because they're just simply not as good, not as special, uh, not as dialed in. These cats, man, whether it's, you know, here's the thing about it, and we've talked about this in, in about football too, you know, about culture. The Rays have, have the culture now, right? The culture has been built, but really winning is culture. You know what I mean? And when you win, it's always a chicken and the egg thing, you know, um, Mark Tompkin wrote a story in Sunday's Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com about how these guys care about each other and just how close the clubhouse is and how you know they support each other. And look, it's a competitive business, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it's you know, yes, it's a team sport, but when it's you against the pitcher, you against the baseball in the infield, it's very much baseball is very much individual battles, right, within a team setting. Mm-hmm. And you're fighting to survive and stay in the major leagues for the most part. There's a lot of guys in the minors behind you that want your job, period. And there's guys on that 25-man roster who want to play every day, and they want your job, okay? And somehow you have to take all of those ambitions and, and guys at different stages of their career and mold them into a team. These guys pull for each other. They all have ownership of the damn thing. They all play, and that's kind of the Rays way. If you're not a starter, you're going to get in games and you're going to start games. But it, you can feel it. And whether it's because they got off to a hot start and they just have such belief or it's it's or it's or the opposite, that they built such a great culture here um, that they know what they have to do to, to win games and continue to do it because they believe in that. I don't know which, but, but they're so hot right now that they just never think they're out of a game. And and listen, they they're now doing stuff that's historic. When you start talking about the '84 Tigers, mm-hmm. I remember those guys. My my friend Howard Johnson, who played with me in college, was on that team as a as a young player. Then ended up two years later winning a World Series with the '86 Mets. That was an unbelievable start that the Tigers had. They just ran through everybody all the way to World Series. And you know, this is this is the kind of neighborhood, this is the kind of path that these guys have blazed through, what, 35 games? Is that where we're at? So, yeah, when you say they're only the sixth club since 1901 to win at least 28 of the first 35 games. Six. And only two, cl- two teams have won more than 28 in those 35. That was the 84 Tigers right. and the 1902 Pittsburgh Pirates, both 30 and 5. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it's a hundred years, man. I mean, the other teams, the, the other teams that are joining are the thirty-nine Yankees, the twenty-eight or the twenty-eight Yankees, and the nineteen-twelve New York Giants. Mm. I mean, they're the only the seventh team since nineteen oh one to win nineteen of their first twenty-two home games. That's right. Those include the eighty Dodgers, seventy-nine Expos, seventy-eight Red Sox, the seventy-two White Sox, the nineteen thirty-two Yankees, and the nineteen twenty-two Giants. New York Giants, that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you start saying all-time sixth and seven and, you know, to ever do this, I mean, that's that's incredible. Well, and, and you know, again, we're far enough down the road here to know that mm-hmm. these guys 
you know, while they might not play 800 baseball, like they're they're a force. I mean, they're scoring 6.43 runs per game, and and that's like a 60 percent increase over a year ago. They were at 4.11. Um, there's no offensive category, like I said, that they're not through 30 not in top through 35 of. games. They have the second best run differential ever since it, it, since ever. 19 since 1901. We'll say. Right. Okay. They have a okay. hundred. The run differential through thirty-five games is one hundred and fifteen runs. Only the nineteen oh two Pittsburgh Pirates who had one hundred twenty-seven run differential. That's it. That's the list for top two. Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for the way they're playing. You know, it's interesting after the game, like Bethancourt was asked about it, and he said, "You know, the way the season ended a year ago, man, we we took that personal." Mm-hmm. You know, to a man, it was embarrassing. It's like not who we are. We had to. We knew we had to do something different, and and they have. And you know, I thought it was interesting. The GM who was interviewed by Romano in his story said, "You know, I got a lot of guys last year who had been successful through AAA that maybe had not had major league success yet, and then a bunch of them struggled at the same time. And you know, the hope is you make adjustments." Uh, it's hard to do when you're in the middle of the season. Remember all the injuries they had, and then mm-hmm. we talk about the Yankees being injured. Well, no one was injured more than the Rays a year ago. No one, and so they kept bringing on these players, and they were struggling because many of them were coming up from AAA or from other organizations. And you know what Bendix said it was it's something about you know getting a little rest, getting away from it, uh, also getting the feedback, understanding what wasn't working well, and then making that adjustment. You have to be willing to do it, and then you have to go out and do it. Um, and these guys have done that, and it's it's you can see it. It's it, it's visible. It's it's something that when you watch them hit, they don't chase balls. You know, mm-hmm. occasionally you'll get a bad swing and a miss, but for the most part, they swing at strikes. They get ahead of in the counts. Um, if they have to take a shot, you know, if, if there's a launch mode for them, they're not they're aggressive. They'll take it, and that's why they've been hitting so many home runs. Because if they have the count in their order and they get that mistake, they're not missing. You know they're going for it, but otherwise, they're making they're making pitchers work to beat them. And you know we've talked about the rules and the athleticism and all that stuff is playing into it too, and the lack of a shift and stuff. But um, really, there's I mean there's not a guy who's not going really well right now, except for Man- maybe Brandon Lau, who's got to adjust to the fact that no one's going to throw him any fastballs anymore. Uh, it's all off speed stuff, but it's been fun to watch, and you can see it. Like you can see these guys having become better hitters and it's a the deepest lineup they've had because you know with this many home runs i mean one through nine they got guys with with multiple home runs or four or more and uh and like i said you know the one by bethancourt who bats ninth by the way uh i believe um you know and he's turning the lineup over and so very impressive i mean just and to compete that's that's the thing just not at this point in the season with that pitcher on the mound against that team, any other team I think the Rays have had going back to, I don't know, nine I mean, 2008 when they went to the World Series maybe, I, I just don't think that, that you know, at, in a May game, May, 7, May 7th, that they would have, you know, gone all out and, and found their way to claw back. But, boy, they did. And if you're the New York Yankees right now, what are you facing? You know, because you, you lost – Two one-run games, and the game you won, you had to battle back from 2-0, and that one had some drama in it too. Um, we can talk about 
what happened. Well, first of all, <laughs> how about Randy Land? I was going to say, let, let, how, we, how about we started the weekend with Randy Land? Oh, my God. And a Rosarina on the first inning hits a home run. The trop was I thought that lit. Whole, the trop was I, lit. I, I thought that this whole marketing idea is genius, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely genius because he came back from the World Baseball Classic. He was hotter than a firecracker there. Um, you know, played for Team Mexico, and and it kind of carried right into the regular season. And so he's he's been phenomenal uh, hitting uh, both for average and power. But to to have to buy in and 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 you know display the t shirts and then on a night where if he hits a home run you get free cerveza uh, or a beverage of your of your uh, of your choice. Then he goes out and does it the first time up. I mean, does this guy have a flair for the moment or what? And then when he went back out to left field after the inning, stops oh. and poses like he's drinking a beer. It was so great. It was awesome. Drinks on me, man. Drinks on. And they were holding up their beers and everything. Oh, it was perfect. It was you perfect couldn't except, except for it. the Yankees who decided to hit them the next two at-bats. They didn't like it, yeah. Now I'll say this. Not the on first purpose, time though. He, Not on purpose. Well... <laughs> the first time he got hit, it looked like the ball was just kind of yeah. I, I don't think that was intentional. Inside. The second one, I'm not. The certain. second one, yeah, mm, maybe, maybe not. But here's the thing: Kevin Cash did the right thing. He has to protect his players if the umpires won't. Now, what the umpires did was they warned both teams. Well, you take offense to that if you're the Rays. You're like, wait a minute, we haven't thrown anybody. You know, we, we just got our best hitter plunked twice after he hit a. Uh, you know, a home run and posed at third base. <laughs> and uh, how about Snyder, though, in the dugout, just going at it with the Yankee bench? They, he's a fiery one. Like, oh, you, my you gosh. You don't think of that way, but he is. He's basically like, we got a stable guy. What was it? Uh, well, Kevin Cashy is a stable. Yeah, the stable guys. We got the stable guys who can all throw 98. Yeah, you know, they were about to unleash that stable on somebody if if uh, they didn't get in control. But Kevin got run for the fourteenth time in his career. I don't understand that though. Like, I, and I don't know what the magic words are that he may have may or not have said. But like at the end of the day, what he's asking is not unreasonable. I think what his his point probably was is that, you know, look, he, <laughs> there comes a point. Okay, you don't throw him out after the first one. That's fine. But whether he intended to or not. Just to just to keep this thing from escalating, you might want to you might want to protect some players because, like he said, I'm pretty sure that Aaron Boone doesn't want his guys to get hit now, you know. And, and to the Rays' credit, they didn't throw at anybody the rest of the series or anything. But that was uh, regardless. Randy took a shot in the ribs, and that could not have felt good. Mm-hmm. And then Yanni Diaz was hit early in the next game. He was. Mm-hmm. You know. And then you're thinking, uh oh. Yeah. And to the Rays' credit, just... they didn't. They didn't attack, and, and they kept their composure, and that's kind of what good teams do. Um, although it's it's probably a really good decision on the part of the Yankees, like not to pick a fight with T.D. is who's just yeah, completely well. <laughs> yoked up. That dude, man, what a year he's having. Like they got several guys that you could say MVP. I think he's one too. Uh, Rosarena for sure, right? McClanahan, Shane, we talked about him. Um, we'll see what Wander right winds up, but like Yandy Diaz, 
I mean, he's already, you know, he, he's generally because he's a 300 hitter, essentially, he's already going to be on base 30 plus point percent of the time. He's usually in the 40s, you know, 40 percent. Um, and he's over that now. So he's been a great leadoff guy, but this year with power, you know, before it was slap the ball to right, slap the ball up the middle, get a walk, you know, work the count, all that stuff that you want out of a leadoff hitter. Now he's added the power and he's already equaled or essentially equaled last year's uh, output. So um, he's off to a great year. It, it, it was a good weekend. It was, these were competitive one run. I mean, three, one run games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Yankees are under man. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, their bullpen is good, though. That's the one thing I took away from this is like, mm-hmm. yeah, they were. I'm dealing. just, I'm not sure about the Rays bullpen yet. Just, obviously, they got their they got their their main guys. Well, know. except Fairbanks is out right now. Fairbanks now, is out. You hope he's going to yeah. be back soon. Clevenger right. now looks like he's going to be out maybe a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not. I, you know, they went and got Chase Anderson. They went and traded for Javi Guerra. I'm not certain they're sold that they have enough back there right now. Yeah, not uh, if you're going to make that World Series run. You know, but we're a long way from any. You need Jalen Beeks to pitch like he did on Sunday more often. Did good Sunday. Look good know. Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know when he starts pitching like that, like you go, okay, that's this is what they've seen all along, and then he'll throw some clunkers out there. Yeah, you know, Josh and, Fleming and post- didn't look sharp today at all. No, uh, he no, got he, hit and he got he was taking the sacrificial lamb role. Uh, yeah. uh, Poche has his moments. But I just don't – I never feel like he knows where the ball is going to go. Like, I always feel like he's the leadoff walk waiting to happen mm-hmm. when you don't need it, you know? Yeah, I mean, and his numbers are end up always good and, and more often than not gets you out of a jam. It just never seems easy. No, and, no. And, and you just don't feel confident when he goes in. But but he gets the job done more often than he doesn't. No, his numbers are good. It's, it's just he's inheriting runners, and I don't know mm-hmm. how many of those guys are scoring, but he gives you, he gives you a heart – I mean <laughs> – my editor was saying it's like a ride on the quasi. That's what that's something John Gruden would say. Or Catches was telling me that was John Gruden would be like, It's like a ride on the Shikra, man. You know what I mean? Everything. And that's kind of the way it is with Poche. But shoot, you can't it's very hard to complain about anybody at this point because, you know, this Rays team is, like I said, on an historic, historic pace. And who knows where it's gonna end up, right? I mean, who knows how well they can play for how long. Um, health is going to be a big part of that, obviously. But you're, you're talking about, you know, maybe getting back, um, you know, s- some pitching here shortly. Glass now, Glass now made a rehab start when what two in the third innings. Uh, right. His next rehab start is going to go hopefully four innings, or I think it's sixty sixty five pitches. They'd like yeah. to get him up at least four times. He may not finish the fourth. Yeah, and then Kevin Cash said probably one more rehab start after that before you see him up here. And quite frankly, so that, quite frankly, why rush him at this point when you're off to this historic start? Yeah, you want to have him for the rest of the year, yeah, obviously. You know, so you know you can be a little more patient. I had heard he's going to be back this month. Now I don't know if that's still the plan. Well, or not. he went. Uh, was it Friday or Saturday? I remember the days are running together. So. He probably goes Wednesday or Thursday this week, and then if he makes another one, it's probably going to be the Tuesday the following week because the Miners don't play on Monday. So, yeah. I mean, that's putting him back by the 21st, 22nd. Yeah, I had heard the 18th, and so now it might, yeah. be, uh, might be a couple days after that. But, yeah, if they're going to go one more start in the Minors, maybe it's the 21st, 22nd, maybe it's 23rd, 24th. But, yeah, I mean, that should be, that should be before the end of the month, of course. Right. No, that's, that, that's interesting. Well, 
I mean, they are a red hot team, and and uh, they've got a tough road trip coming up starting tonight at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Orioles lost uh, to Atlanta, so they picked up a game pretty much on the whole way at least the other day. Yep. Um, and then it's on to uh, to New York, New York for uh, over to play a week. The Yankees, yeah, and then New York, yeah. Start spreading the news, Yankees, York, and then the New Mets. York. So they're there for over yeah. a week. Mm-hmm. Longest road trip? Is that what you said? The most days? Yeah, it's days? eleven days, ten games. Ten games. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But man, <laughs> terrific homestand. They go five and one. Not bad. And lose one run game that they uh, that they blew a two to nothing lead. So you got to give them that. All right, we got uh, more to talk about. We got a couple of mailbag questions as well. First, I want to remind you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's called May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems in this area for 13 years now. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies out there, but May Electric is committed to you for the long term. How long? Will they guarantee their workmanship and labor with a 30-year service warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get 150 or 750 not $150, $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they're calling the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install and customize it exactly to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So all those guys up there on the roof with the solar panels, those are Billy May's guys. You know who's doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar at 727 817- 819-2862 and schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve those appliances as well. It's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, Bucks Mini Camp is happening with the rookies early, later this week. It'll be on Friday and Saturday. They'll probably get to town Wednesday night, uh, have some meetings on Thursday, be on the field over the weekend. And uh, the NFL schedule is coming out, I believe, on Thursday as well. So You know what that means. There. What does that mean? We have Friday's podcast done. Oh, that's true. I got to go through the schedule. Win, win, 17 and 0, man. Um, but there's, uh, we know the opponents. We don't know how it's going to. I will say this my prediction, my early prediction for the schedule two, I'll give them two national TV games Thursday nighter, which everyone seems to get. One other somewhere. I'm not sure how or where. Maybe early in the season. They might get a Monday uh, night. Maybe a Monday night against the Saints. That's what I'm thinking. Monday night against the Saints early before, you know, either team is really out of it. Um, you know, Derek Carr against Baker Mayfield. That's that's seems like good viewing. But I would say two. The under over is two. You take the over or the under? I'm sending it at two. I want to take the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what Las Vegas does, man. <laughs> I'm no dummy. I'm taking your money one way or the other. That's the whole deal. I get to make the rules here. That's what the house. Why the house wins? Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be two. I think I. I think I nailed it. But we'll see. Um, anyway, I wrote a story uh, over the weekend, and this is based on you know we had a chance to sit down with a lot of the assistant coaches this time on defense the other day um, last week and and talk to them about about their new players, their old players. You know, when when you get to this point of the year, there's so much emphasis on the draft that I like to go back and kind of look at the last year's draft, right? And there's one player, plays interior defensive line, first pick that they made a year ago, albeit in the second round. Remember Logan Hall? <laughs> this guy, This guy was supposed to be the dude. 
I do. He um, submarined the offensive line in the second day of training camp. That, exactly right. He had a bigger impact on the Bucks losing than winning, unfortunately for him. Uh, and I don't think it was his fault. I actually think it was Aaron Stinney's fault because Stinney, he, he, he was there playing second day of practice, uh, no pads. Linemen are just kind of holding each other up because he can't do anything anyway. Two-minute drill, five plays left in the period, five plays left in practice, and he crosses the the face in a two-minute drill, really quick get off, and Stinney shoves him into, you know, into Ryan Jensen, and that was it for Jensen until the playoff game and tore three knee ligaments. And that, unfortunately, was Logan Hall and, and the biggest impact he had on the team. Now, not necessarily all his fault, but, uh, you know, he was a guy that 283 pounds, they wanted to put on some weight, they had big guys. I've always had big guys inside, Akeem Hicks, you know, and Damakon Sue. These are the guys they put next to Vita Vea over the years. And so, you know, it was hard for Logan Hall to get on the field. I mean, he just didn't have a natural position. You still had Will Golston. You know, you had all these guys that were kind of leftovers from the Super Bowl years and some that you had added in Akeem Hicks. And he just didn't play much. And, and I think you know, Casey Rogers, their co- defensive coordinator, kind of put it on themselves. Like, you know, it's on me for not finding a way to get this on the field. Now, nonetheless, apparently he's been – he's grown up, uh, at least physically. He's up to 296 pounds and getting bigger. And when we say bigger, we hope not slower, but bigger and stronger. Um, they like where he's going. And he's going to pretty much take over, I think, what Will Golston did. You know, they play a 3-4, and so you have three interior linemen, basically Vita Vea, um, you know the the the, the three technique, which will be their first round pick, and then you know then and then I think Logan Hall will play, you know that other defensive end position, and then the two outside linebackers on either side of them. So Hall, I think they're counting on big time to do some stuff, and you know it it, it stands to reason if you're going to draft a guy at the top of the second round, he needs to make that jump. A year ago, he had two and a half sacks, six quarterback hits, ten hurries, twelve tackles, and five tackles for loss but only played 403 total snaps on defense, which is not a lot. Um, and so, you know, now he's going to get his chance. But those are the kind of guys that have to step up. You know, you didn't see that leap with Joe Tron Shawinka from year one to year two. In fact, he kind of plateaued. He still only had four sacks. He's got to learn to finish. That's got to be his big thing. He gets there. He's got to be able to finish and get the quarterback on the ground. And, um, you know, and, and obviously they've had some rookies that, that will help pass rush as well. Here's another thing that I wrote about that you want to check out. The Bucks' favorite pick, um, and that's hard to do sometimes because, you know, you obviously fall in love with your, your early picks. But for them, to a man, it's been weird this year. I've asked, I've asked Mike Beal. I've asked several people over there, including Jason Light, and they all say the same guy, Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez was the last player they, they chose in the sixth round. They had three sixth-round picks, I think. Um, a guy who... You know, at one point, wasn't wasn't playing college football. He was throwing bags at the uh, Atlanta airport. You know, um, he was too small coming out of, coming out of high school. Chose to go to a JUCO, a Georgia military school, and this guy went to Eastern Michigan and was you know just a a terrific player up there. MAC Defensive Player of the Year, um, had a ton of sacks, and so. They they kind of compare him to Shaq Barrett a little bit. So he's somebody that to universally everybody has mentioned. He's also, you know, older player. He's like twenty four years old. 
which a lot of these guys are. You're going to see a lot of these draft picks that have played sometimes six years of football, which is interesting. Check out the notes column I did Sunday on TampaBay.com and in the Tampa Bay Times. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you watching any of the hockey playoffs this weekend? I'm watching the Kraken beat the heck out of Dallas. Uh, yeah, it's been a four-goal surge this period here. Yeah, it has. In the second, but they're about ready to take a 2-1 series lead if this holds. Underrated or overrated? I mean, the Kraken weren't even supposed to be in this thing, were they? Uh, well, I mean, they were They were early on. They were leading the, the Pacific Division in that. They ended up getting a wild card in in the, uh, the playoffs. But, I mean, they're a good team. They've got, you know – their expansion team, and they struggled the first year, and everyone saw what Vegas did their first year, and was like, "Oh, it was a failure." But I mean, the, mm. the Seattle's got what, like six players with uh, Stanley Cup, uh, the names on the Stanley Cup on their roster, I think, including Yanni Gord. Yeah, TNT forgets that though, as they put out a graphic last week that <laughs> no. said four <laughs> four players. They forgot Burakowski, yeah. who was on Colorado's team last year. He was on the IR, right. but he was on the team. Um, but yeah, so they've got experience. They've uh, played very well in this playoffs, and they're taking a two Dallas here in uh, in game uh, three to take a two one series lead. And how about the Florida Panthers? Man, the Maple I Leafs have that. the Maple Leafs have goals from six players in this series. They're down three games to nothing now. None of them include Matthews, Marner, Tavares, or Nylander. That's incredible. Florida has taken away their stars. They've done nothing in this series. I mean, they're that good defensively where they can just shut down the top two lines. They've been very physical, and yeah. it's really – you kind of saw them do that against Boston, too. Florida's won six straight playoff games now. They were down 3-1 to Boston. That's right. Won the You're last right. three, and now they've won the first three against the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs now have to win road. four in a row to advance. Yeah. There's still going to be some firings in Toronto, right, just because they won a playoff game for the first time in, like, 18 years? A playoff series, Look, it, I should it, say. It, you know, assuming they, they lose to the Panthers – You've yeah. got to assume that either coaching or front office changes are going to be made or the roster is going to get shaken up pretty well. I mean, the Toronto fans are not going to be happy about this. I mean, they finally won their first series in 19 seasons or 19 years. But if they lose to the Panthers, particularly if they get swept out by the Panthers. Yeah, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow for sure. And and, and if their their stars aren't playing well, what's the adjustments? There'll be a lot of – forensic uh, analysis up there in Toronto. They're <laughs> prone to go through that anyway every year. But yeah, we saw it's no we saw no sweeps in the first round of the playoffs and only one of the conference semifinal series could be a sweep. That's Florida Toronto. Right. Vegas and uh Edmonton's tied at 1-1 and the Devils won game 3 to take uh, the Hurricanes lead that series 2 games to 1 now. So. Mhm. Yeah, and the Maple Leafs may be without their goalie too, Samsonov. Right, who got hurt? Luke Shen felt kind of on a, trying to. He tripped Verhage, and then crashed into Samsonov, who left the game. You just dropping lightning names all over the place here. Yes, 
<laughs> They're on every team. Some some multiple times. Maybe Yanni Gord's playing really well for Seattle. Andre Pallotta, of course, is on New Jersey. Verhage's mm-hmm. in Florida. Shen's in Toronto. Ver- Verhage, re- remind me why he's not here. I mean, he, he was a pretty good player for the Lightning, too, but wasn't he a young guy? When he they, was a young guy. I mean, he did really well in, in Syracuse, came up, um, was a um, restricted free agent but had arbitration rights. Okay. So they decided to let him go, presumably because they were afraid of what his cap number might be. Yeah. And they let him walk, and he went to uh, Florida. I mean, kind of same. Really Jonathan Marshall show was similar. Similar. Yeah, both really good players. Both went to Florida. Of course, Marshall show was then traded to Vegas. Vegas during yeah. the expansion draft, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both really. I mean, there's lightning players all over the place, which is maybe why the lightning's sitting at home right now. But, um, but regardless, this is going to be a uh, a fresh Stanley Cup champion. However, however, whoever ends up getting it done, and it might might well be the Panthers. Which would be interesting. All right. Well, we've got a busy week ahead. I mentioned um, that the Rays continue uh, this or begin this road trip in Baltimore. We'll have a, three games there. Then they go to New York, play the Yankees, then the Mets. Um, you've got uh, the Bucks later this week. We'll have their rookie mini camp. Schedule comes out on Thursday. That'll be Thursday night on NFL Network. Uh, and I'm sure ESPN will be doing that as well. And you'll have so a special surprise to announcement tomorrow for us, won't you? I might, yeah, I might. There might be other places you will uh, you'll hear us or hear me at least for a couple of days. Yeah. yeah, stay tuned we'll tomorrow we'll, to find out. Yeah, find out what I'm up to. <laughs> a lot of things lately. <laughs> um, never a dull moment around my my house. Let me tell you, my profession, I should say. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's going to be a fun thing, and I'm looking forward to, to telling you all about that. So yeah, make sure you tune in. Uh, tomorrow we'll get to those mailbag questions uh, we've got a couple of them piling up We'll do. I'm sure we'll do a mailbag this week as well so keep it right here on Sports Day Tampa Bay thanks for listening for Steve Burstick I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times have a great day everybody Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.